0: Hey, it's Patrick Starr. I'm coming straight to you with my very own podcast, Say Yes to the Guest. I'll be hanging out with some of my fiercest friends and spilling some serious tea on business, beauty, and being a boss-ass bitch. With me, baby, you'll never know what will happen. Find Yes to the Guest on Apple Podcasts or anywhere where podcasts are played. Start streaming and downloading now, and don't forget to subscribe because every Monday we're going in. We got so much to chat about, so turn it up and say yes to the guest. yes Yes. 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 hi i'm caroline stanbury and i am divorced not dead i'm a former bravo tv star and now former wife fresh off the back of my divorce i'm bringing real stories real life real talk on all things that aren't said between each other society the sheets and everything in the middle and lucky me you'll be joining me for the journey so buckle up So welcome back to another episode of Divorce Not Dead. It's the holidays coming. And I wanted to sort of just give you my tips on getting through them. So I'm going to give you my top five for surviving the holidays if you're divorced. It could be divorced with or without children because, you know, obviously different things, the outcome is very different, isn't it? So, I mean, we all know when we get divorced, if you haven't got kids, you can do a pretty clean break and walk away, which is um, not what happens when children are involved. So I just wanted to give you my top tips. I think this is my now second Christmas as a divorced uh, parent. And, you know, it is hard. So, I mean, I think my number one tip for you all is to plan well like really think things through because, you know, Christmas is a very volatile, very, it can be a very lonely time, very stressful time for all of us, regardless of whether you're divorced or not, even if you're in a bad relationship or, you know, life just served you lemons. It's a stressful time for us. It's a stressful period. I don't know if anything like me, but I, my head spins off. I need everything to be perfect. I don't think I've had the last, well if you think about it, I've been divorced two years and the year before, the year before that, I was kind of the end of my marriage. So I was horrific. I tried to keep everything perfect for everyone. And of course, nothing goes to plan when you've got children and you've got, you know, moving parts and dogs and animals and you don't know what state your husband's coming home in or you're, you know, you're trying to manage your boyfriend and your husband because, you know, that's where we are now. So, you know, it's just keeping calm. And planning really, really well. As I said, obviously everything doesn't go to plan because life doesn't do that for us. It doesn't give, let us go to plan for anything. But what by planning, what I mean is, so before I was divorced, I think, you know, there were things like, oh, I just wanted everything. When you're cooking, cooking in the kitchen is one of the most stressful things about christmas with your family as far as i'm concerned when you put a husband and wife in a fucking kitchen i mean it's explosive so i think you know i've t- i tend to now try and get it catered because you know nothing goes right when you've got an oven that doesn't fit everything you're trying to get all the timings right you want everything to be perfect for your children your children are running around like lunatics nobody's playing ball and i think one christmas so 2 years ago I had a friend who'd come over and it was meant to be a cooked turkey, and he'd forgotten to cook it only because he sat down and got so excited to sit with all of us and talk about life and forgot to tell me that I had to put the turkey into the oven. So, by the time I had finished all my vegetables and everything else, which I'd passed around, by the way, all my neighbors' houses because my oven was too small to cook for me, and they'd all arrived back, we had no meat, no turkey and I I think I literally had a baby I think my head span off in front of every single guest at that table and my then husband tried to calm me down of course the more he tried to calm me down the worse I got that was I think that was the last Christmas we were all together <laughs> wonder why but I think you know Again, you've just got to learn to take a chill pill, but it's very hard to take a chill pill because, you know, in so many things that we're out of control of, I think mothers especially, we just want this one day to be perfect, don't we? We want our children to have the time of our lives. We want them to believe in Santa Claus. We want, you know, we want to be perfect. We want everyone to come over and praise us for being the best mom in the world. And we do, we do everything. I don't care whether the husband comes in and cooks the turkey at the end, but we bloody do it all. They're not doing the shopping. They're not doing the wrapping. They're not doing the this. So we are planning it all. So if you're divorced and you haven't got children, I think the planning is just to make sure that you're not alone. Because, you know, if you're used to having someone by your side, and obviously everybody goes to their own families and everything else, so and suddenly you get divorced or break up with your boyfriend, there's no one sitting next to you anymore. So just make sure that that first Christmas you're with friends or family or people that, you know, people that make you busy and that every day you have something to do so that you're not sitting by a Christmas tree looking at it going, what the fuck happened to my life? And then if you do have children, I think the, the big thing is you know, just to make sure, again, that that first Christmas you're not left sitting by a Christmas tree without children. I mean, I I jumped into it the first Christmas and I said, okay... Sergio went home to Spain and uh, my ex moved back into the house. So he slept downstairs so that we could do, you know, nothing would change for the children. So that he could do stockings, then he hosted a dinner and at lunch he invited some friends, I invited friends, he sat one end, I sat the other end and actually it was the most civilised dinner we've had in a long time. I think because being divorced, and actually I witnessed it with Sophie and Alex because it was so funny when Christmas is together when they were a couple was an absolute shit show of name calling, throwing things, you know, cooking, like just disaster as a couple. And now that they're divorced, it's like they don't expect anything from each other and they're not asking things from each other. And so they can just be and they don't give a shit if they disappoint the other one. And it's actually perfect. And I see them as such a good co-parenting couple that they do everything together. So, you know, I tried that with my ex last year and it worked really, really well. I have to be honest. I was super proud. But, you know, that was, that was the first year. So obviously Sergio was happy to go home and see his family. I mean, I can't send him home for the rest of my life. He's now my husband. You have to really think hard how you're going to do it. And it's an open line of communication because everything is different. So obviously the first year as a family with, you know, my kids always want their father here. And I, I get that. I would never want to have their father sat by a tree by himself. I would hate it. I don't want to do it. You know, maybe as time goes on, maybe you decide to do one Christmas, one Christmas, which is I think what Sophie and Alex have decided to do. But actually they do one Christmas, one Christmas at their each other's homes. So The other one goes to her parents' house or she comes to ours or this year that we're all at mine. Everyone's staying here in Dubai. So, you know, it's just planning and knowing. But, you know, this Christmas is going to be particularly hard because, you know, what do you do? Now I've got Sergio. His family are coming. My family are coming. The kids are all here. And obviously they want their father here. And I would not ever want, not want their father here. So, It's a real juggling act because also, you know, I'm bloody sure he probably doesn't want to be here. I mean, who the fuck wants to go with everybody else's family and he's on his own? I I can think of nothing worse. So I haven't got around that yet because, you know, maybe he comes to do the stockings or maybe he decides. But, you know, I think make a plan that makes you comfortable. There is no point if you're not ready to jump in. That's why, I'm. you know, that's why I went last year. I eased it in and let Sergio go home because I don't think it's fair to have the first year your ex-husband and your future husband sat round a tree no matter how cool you are or how how far on you think you are these things are very emotional times for everybody because they bring back a lot of memories they bring back traditions and things like this and you know if you're ever going to mourn the loss of your family, it is probably on the holidays like this when, you know, everybody's busy, your friends are busy, your family's busy. So you have way too much time on your hands to think about it. So I think, you know, planning what you're going to do for these holidays are key so that it's almost like, it's almost robotic. You know exactly what you have to do and what you have to get through and how you're going to do it. As I said, if you have no children, Do not spend Christmas alone. Do not push yourself out of the box. Go somewhere else. Go to your family. Go to your friends. Accept any invites you get. And most people will pick you up in these situations. And, you know, if you have families on board, you just have to sort of navigate. I don't know. This Christmas is going to be a hugely difficult one for me. It's the first time my parents will have met Sergio's parents. They have to navigate that. And we're all spending Christmas together. And where does my ex fit into that? So, you know, again, and the children. Do I send the children one day to him and one day to me? I don't know. And I want—I need that to be his choice. I'm, as I said, I will never, you know, decide that for somebody. So let's take a little break from the show and discuss One Skin. One Skin is a longevity company led by a team of five PhDs developing to prevent slow down, and reverse aging. One Skin's topical supplement is a daily moisturizer powered by their propriety peptide, OS1. The first peptide to be scientifically proven to reduce the biological age of skin. I don't know about you, but I mean, we all want to turn back the clock. And a simple skincare routine is what we all want. And you can literally turn back the clock with OS1. It's scientifically proven to reduce the skin's biological age. So your skin doesn't just look younger, it actually behaves like younger skin. Simplify your skincare routine. You can ditch your 10-step skincare routine without compromising on results since OS1 is designed to be your all-in-one solution to skin health. I mean, I've been trying this product now for about two months and I've seen that my skin is looking so much healthier. It's definitely more hydrated and I have quite dry skin. And as you know, my skincare routine isn't great. So I love the fact that it's one step and it's all that you really need to hydrate ladies. My tone overall improved. The appearance looks more fresh and feels smoother. And I recommend giving it a try. It really does take care of all your skincare in one simple step. So I mean, I just love it because you slap it on and go. Visit oneskin.co forward slash DND and use code DND for 15% off your first purchase. The code applies to one-time purchases and the first order of subscription purchases. That's O-N-E-S-K-I-N dot C-O slash DND and use code DND for 15% off your first purchase. Happy shopping. Let's get back to the show. Also, I find that, you know, this is a time where a parent or an ex-parent can really use this time against you by, you know, because they know it hurts. They know that, you know, you want your children for Christmas. Everybody wants their children for Christmas regardless. So, you know, who gets them is a big thing. Also, you know, there are a lot of fathers that sort of come in and swoop in and then they, you know, the helicopter dads who sort of watch you do everything. So you've done all the wrapping, you've done all the Christmas lists, you've done all the Santa Claus things, you've done everything. And then they just pick them up, you know, 10 a.m. on Christmas Day, spend the day, give them all the stuff that, you know, you've organized, take all the credit and hand them back to you. You know, that's another thing that you need to get past because, you know, it's annoying it's really fucking annoying because, you know, the children only see the good, right? Which is all you want because obviously you don't want to like bring them into your thing. But I mean, you know, having a parent that just comes in, swoops in and takes them off and then delivers them back after the good bit, I mean, that doesn't work either. So that's why you need to understand these days, this days, what your responsibilities are. So this year we split the list and I said, okay, you know, I'm not going to do all the stockings and all the running around and all the wrapping. We're 50-50. You, you take on some too. So, you know, but I mean, as a mother, you tend to do, you tend to want to take on the stuff, don't you? Number two. Number two is really key because positive energy around you is, you know, Everything. I think a lot of people fall victim to themselves and fall victim to their divorce. And, you know, everything is, everybody else's, you know, fault, not theirs. You know, they lie in a ball, cry their eyes out. I mean, I totally think crying is, you know, that's on my list, by the way, I'll, I'll get there. But, you know, allow yourself to grieve. It is like mourning a death. But, you know, you need to have people, there are different people in your lives and some people who enjoy the misery, I've, I've found people in my life that enjoy the times I'm down. They're there, like from the minute something goes wrong, they're literally in your bed. And then the minute something goes right, you can't find them. And I hate that. Only find people that bring you up at this time and that, you know, really pick you up. And those are the people, you know who they are. The ones that sort of say, oh, darling, I know you're going to be alone. And you know, why don't you come for Christmas lunch? And then someone will say, I'll come for Christmas dinner. And someone will say, let's do a spa day. Let's go to the movies. Let's go to a pub. You know, all of these kind of people, they're so good for you. And looking for things that, you know, are outside of your comfort zone. Practice gratitude every morning. It does help, bizarrely. Just wake up. I mean, I tend to sort of just fling open the curtains and vitamin D myself, you know, no matter how bad. And I do wake up with anxiety. Of course I do. You know, this is a, Christmas brings on anxiety. I mean, I'm not only have I got anxiety because my whole family's arriving. They're staying all the way through Christmas, which is, you know, a lot for me. Plus Sergio's family. And I'm not really that family orientated. And I don't speak that Spanish very well. Plus I have to move house by the 12th of January. I'm moving fucking house. I haven't even looked at that yet. So like everything, and I'm, oh, I'm getting married. So I'm doing every stressful thing at once. I don't care who you are. Like my heart pounds through my chest going, what the fuck am I doing? Why did I do this in three months? Not even three months, two months. So practice gratitude. I really find that helps. I get my coffee in the morning, I literally open the, the windows look at the sunlight and lie there and close my eyes and put put on calm like just put on a on a meditation and thank everything you know thank yourself for being alive thank yourself for breathing you know i do a lot of like charity work that i don't talk about and i'm only talking about it now not not for other other reasons, but I'll tell you why I do it as well, that they're very small charities and it's really fun for me because, you know, it makes me feel good. Maybe pick someone else to help because I'll tell you something, every time you sort of feel shit about your life and I'm lying in my, you know, giant house with my beautiful children and all my dogs and the, the... animals that love me unconditionally around me. And I know you all think I'm crazy, but I'll tell you the animals are the best therapy ever. And, you know, if you can possibly have any kind of animal around you, you never feel lonely. But anyway, finding a children's charity or a charity, you know, that with women that you can help or relate to, or makes you feel wonderful about yourself. And I don't mean in a way like, you know, I mean that it makes you look deep inside and go, fuck, you know, I am blessed and I am lucky. I have two arms. I have two legs. I can go to work. I have people around me that love me. My animals love me. I've got a roof over my head. You know, you can't possibly do charity and not be grateful for what you have. So I would actually put that in, into looking after yourself because when you give like that, it opens so many doors for your, for your mind and your body. And you're just, you know just your general well-being because you you're caring for somebody else and i think that's you know that also helps you get through you know be open to things that you didn't normally do you know maybe go to a pub for christmas lunch i mean imagine how, how fun that is you know i have local pubs down where we live in in england and it's like they're rammed at Christmas, rammed with all these families and everyone's getting up and having a good time. And you're putting yourself in a situation that is just, you know, anything is able to happen. You know, my mum used to say, never say no to something because you never know who you're going to meet. And that's the truth. You know, that is the truth. Get up and get out. Get dressed. Do yourself a favor. So that's number two. And then number three, is, you know, treat yourself in life. Like, treat yourself. Don't go on a diet at Christmas. Like, literally enjoy. You're only grumpy when you're on a diet. You know, give yourself a spa day. Go and get your hair done. Dress up. Buy that Christmas dress so that you look fabulous at Christmas. And, you know, enjoy yourself. Find distractions. Go and do things. You know, Sergio was my distraction. He ended up staying. But I think because I was open, you know, find yourself, it doesn't have to be the perfect man. And, you know, I think I've learned along the way that, you know, in between, normally go and have fun with the inappropriate guy. Why the fuck not? Don't overthink it. You know, treat yourself to being, you know, wild if you want, or wild and fun and free because. You know, we, we constrain ourselves in so many other ways. And once responsibility comes back and everything else comes back, and it will, it always does, you know, but those distractions really get you through. Even if it's someone you're just, you know, texting with or facetiming. I remember just facetiming Sergio for hours and hours and on hours on end. And I really didn't, as I've said many times before, didn't think he was the one. I thought he was just too young, but you know. Because I was so free and so open and so unneedy because I didn't look at him as the one, sometimes those are the ones that really stick. My girlfriend did the same thing. She got stuck in COVID with her bloody trainer in her house and she was like, absolutely not. You know, it's just a bit of fun. But COVID turned to love and love turned to, well, you know, they now live together and do everything together. So when you're open, distractions, to fun and to being, you know, not so rigid in your life. I think we're so caught up in being the perfect wife or the perfect lover or the perfect, you know, house, the perfect person who runs the house like I do, even now. Like I sometimes feel like I could fuck up my own relationship just because I literally want things to be so perfect. You know, I want Sergio to read my mind. And obviously he cannot, no one can. And I think when you start letting go and going with the flow, life sort of moves with you. And that's why, you know, treating yourself, making yourself feel good, it all starts from within. And just go out there and have a bloody good flirt. There's nothing wrong with flirting, you know, and don't think about the rules. You know, I I was very open when I met Sergio because, again, I didn't think it was going anywhere. So, you know, if I wanted to text him, text him. You want to phone him? Phone him because who gives a shit? It's fun. It's just fun. Stop thinking about the next step. Think about the first step. Don't go too far ahead in your head. It's so important. Let's take a little break from the show and discuss saving money. True, Bill. I mean, I love spending money on things that I love and I want to have and want to give to people, but wasting money is just something that irks me to the core. And when I realized how many old subscriptions I was paying for, I was totally shocked actually. And True Bill can help us with this. Do you know how, why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business so they can simply get to you and t- and take advantage of you don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. So download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is a new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people will save up to $720 a year through Truebill. I mean, that's insane. $720. That's a lot of money. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap and your true bill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to personally i think this app is one that everyone should use as it really does save you money and in the long run as you know it can go to your kids or to food or whatever else you would like as i said my kids also were just subscribing to so many apps and games that they no longer use and i had no idea that true bill really gave me savings like having my personal accountant in my pocket. Take control of your subscriptions with new free Truebill app. Truebill helps you discover hidden unwanted subscriptions and cancels them with just one click. Truebill empowers you to save more, spend less and see everything and take back control of your financial life. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at Truebill.com slash d Go right now to truebill.com slash DND. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash DND. Hope this helps. Let's get back to the show. Number four, allow yourself to cry and grieve. So I think grieving is such a big process. If I look back, I wonder if I did it. I mean, I didn't grieve enough. You know, I think I grieved in my marriage, not at the end of my marriage. And I I think, you know, my ex probably grieved after my marriage. But, you know, I think we do it at different times because it depends where the person is, right? In their own relationship. But grieving is a very important part and allowing yourself that time. And I think, you know, a good part of grieving and getting through it is something like, you know, maybe, well, the gratitude part, but also being patient with yourself. Allow yourself to have this time. But that's why, in a way, sometimes, you know, you you see your friends and they go out like a really inappropriate people. They party all night. They drink all night. I wouldn't suggest the drinking all night because, you know, I also tried that. And I partied like a rock star. And all that happens is that you end wake up with worse anxiety in the morning and have to look at yourself and go, fuck, did I do all that? And who did I say this to? And oh. What can I take back? What didn't I do? You know, who did I, you know, it's just awful. So, you know, it actually doesn't help. It actually probably has the the worst effect, but I mean, we all go through it. So I can't really tell you not to do it because it is like part and part of it, I guess, you know, we've, we've been in long-term marriages or you, or you get scared or whatever. And so you just literally do the nightlife, but I can tell you from experience, the nightlife doesn't really, really help you. But be patient. If you, if you do go off the rails, it's okay. It really is. Everyone does. Everyone does. Everyone acts out of character. Everyone behaves in a way that's self-destructive. Everyone um, goes through that phase because, you know, you don't like yourself very much. And then, you know, you try and be the life and soul of the party and you just, you know, and then, you know, you overcompensate and you become the village clown instead. So I think it's allowing yourself to feel everything because all that happens if you numb the pain and go through all that, it only hits you later. So sit through it, cry. Crying is actually so healthy. And once you've had a really good cry, try and have a really good cry twice a year. And I sometimes, it's really weird. It's because I, you know, in the middle of the biggest things in my life, I never cry. And then stupid things will set me off. Like, I don't know, my hair color. (laughs) I remember just like, literally if someone gives me a bad haircut, I mean, I'm an inconsolable. And then I'm thinking, what are you doing? the fuck are you doing? It's a haircut, it grows back. And I'm like, actually, it's not a haircut. It's just like, everything has just come out of my body. So I apologize to every hairdresser that's ever witnessed this. I think once you've gone through that, get yourself a vision board. And I keep talking about this because it's it's so weird. I mean, it's on my bedroom window. I'm just doing another one now. I'm doing my second one because slowly, slowly, I've been ticking off everything and everything on there is coming true. And it is true when you visualize, you attract and you know you have to be specific you have to look inside yourself and be specific i remember when i was living with my girlfriend back in the day before we all got married we did these um well not vision boards i guess wish lists for husbands and you know if you're money oriented and you want money fucking write it i'm sorry just write it i know it's embarrassing for other people to read but i mean who gives a shit you've just got to be open with yourself if you want someone who's funny or kind put it all down be specific And then the other embarrassing part of it, of course, you have to say that you've already got it. So everyone comes up to my room and thinks I've gone absolutely loopy because I'm like, I own a huge house. My husband and I have a beautiful baby girl, you know, all of this stuff. It's like, and then like reading, I have more money than I know what to do with. I'm fabulous as fuck and money flies to me like magic. That's a good one in the morning, girls. I learned that from a friend of mine. I just sound ridiculous for the first three times, and then actually, I'm quite, it's quite empowering. I'm fabulous as fuck and money flows to me like magic. Try it. So these kind of things really, really help. Put your wish list on there and slowly you'll see things happen. I put this podcast down, I was specific, I put 1 million listeners or whatever it is downloads or I don't know anything about this anymore and I'm now at two million of you so you have to be specific even if it sounds ridiculous and then you just slowly tick each thing off and when you visualize and you see each thing being ticked off it's quite it's quite empowering you're like fuck I'm doing it I'm actually doing it and it's really exciting I want the man of my dreams now you know what is the man of your dreams be honest with yourself you know it, what what does he look like I had visualized Sergio exactly the way he looks. Exactly. Blue jeans, white t-shirt, cooking for me in an all glass house. Well, girls, I'm living in it. So think about things like this. Allow yourself this, this sensitive time. And then one day just get up and say, that's it. I'm over it. Also allow yourself distance. And I think, you know, all of us sort of have in our lives... When you're, when you're breaking up, you have that friend that's friend with both of you. That you follow each other on Instagram. You don't want to unfollow. All of this rubbish. I think, you know, for the first two to three months, you need to cut everybody off. You don't need to hear where they are, what they're doing, because it just cuts into you every day and puts you back to square one. So if I can give you any word of advice, don't listen to other people. Unfollow him on, on Instagram. Don't go to where you know he's going to be and get rid of that friend for a couple of months who's friends with him. You can always go back to them, but it's just unhealthy at the beginning because you need a detox. You need to detox that relationship completely from your life. And the only way you can do that is if there is no way to find out what the fuck they're doing. And it's too volatile at the beginning. And then you end up in tears again and you end up embarrassing yourselves. Oh my God, I'm I think about the times I went back to exes and like banged on their doors or did drive-bys at night, so embarrassing. You know, we all do it, but if I can save you that, because honestly, nobody goes back to the girl that's doing a (laughs) drive-by. Nobody. (laughs) There are police waiting outside for you or a loony bin. So don't do it. They go back to the girl, you know, who's strong and unneedy and goes, okay, you know, I'm just going to get on with my shit. The one they're proud of, you know? So stay strong, make yourself just get on. I know it's hard. But there is a day that you just simply turn a corner. And you do. Number five. It's New Year, isn't it? So it's kind of like Valentine's Day in the way. It's just all this preparation for, you know, and I just remember every year thinking, I just had you just have so much hope at New Year, don't you? You just expect the world to change in one night. And you get there and it's like New Year's always a bit of a letdown. But I think New Year, you go in with a great great hope. So if you're newly divorced, newly broken up, make yourself a wish list. You know, what do you wish to happen for this year? And that's kind of like a vision board, isn't it? What do you want to achieve? What do you want? What are your work goals? What are your love life goals? What are your children's goals? You know, bucket list for you. So I have a bucket list of travel now and I've made a whole, I mean, you know that Sergio and I are big, big travelers. And, you know, even without Sergio, I would have, you know, done this because I've just decided in my life, I'm sick of going to the same places and every year I want to go and experience something else. And my bucket list this year is to go to Japan with my boys, right? Yasmin's already been. And I've decided to take my kids and, you know, take them on an amazing trip every single year with me now. And, you know, creating this list of where you want to go and what you want to do and you, you know, gets, gets you so excited you have something to look forward to. You know, so I know that that trip is coming and I know I've got to plan it. And I know that it's somewhere I've never been. I'm super excited because it takes real planning, right? You need to find, you know, an agency to tell you all the best places to go. And, you know, you go for 10 days or whatever and you make it, the kids get excited. You get excited. You know, your boyfriend could get excited with you or your new husband. I'm getting married, you know, again. So, and I didn't know I was going to get married so soon, but it just happened. It just happens. Things just happen make a fuck it list. What would you do if you simply done, didn't care? You know, and I think that's the problem. We overthink things. We care too much. You know, who you care to be about being judged, but who's judging you? Who? You know, having done this show, I can tell you, I mean, I meet people from all over with different life stories. I met this wonderful couple. They came over on the weekend. It was amazing. They'd been married 11 years, people, 11 years. And they're divorced. And they're business partners and they travel together and they've both got boyfriends and girlfriends. I couldn't believe it. And they just like, they never fought about things. They don't fight about money because he's like, well, she's the mother of my children. And they're on holiday together. They're traveling together and their partners are at home. Bloody brilliant. And they were just so sweet. And I was like, oh, you're an example to everyone. Do a fuck it list. You know, I don't know, Christmas. Treat yourself. Sometimes we're too sensible. What's that one handbag you've died for and you've worked all fucking year for and you had a shit year and now you're divorced, you're thinking, can I really afford it? Well, fuck it, go and shove it on a credit card and have fun. Enjoy it and love it and use it. And I don't know, do all the things that you always dreamed of but just didn't. And sometimes you're, even your, your husband or your children or your friends hold you back. Maybe you wanted to go to Australia. Maybe you wanted to go bungee jumping. I don't know. Do it. Fuck it and do it. What are your goals for the next year? So the goals are always, you know, these are the things I like to set for myself. Like, so, okay, if I'm at 2 million now, I want to be at 3 million by the end of next year. I'd love to take this back on tour. I'd want like a book. I want to do a how-to book, you know? I mean, not very good at writing, but I can have a go. That's a goal. You know, I bought my house this year. So my goal is to be in it by the end of next year, furnished and living my best life with my new husband. We are looking to build hotels here. So, you know, my goal is to get all that done. So many exciting things. Like I am actually so excited for life. It's so funny at 45, like I have girlfriends of mine who are like winding down and I'm just gearing up. I have not even fucking started. I'd like to have a makeup line. I'd like to have clothing line. I'd like, I mean, my head is spinning so many things I'd like. I'd like to have my concierge service. And then I found, find myself going, God, you sound like a mad scientist. You can't have it all. Maybe I can. Those are my goals. Not saying that I'm going to do them all, but I'm, you know, working through them, seeing which ones are viable, which ones aren't. You know, when I I came here, whatever it was, I had no job. Now I've got like 16 jobs and, you know, six or seven women that work for me. So who knows? Travel is just, it's just so good for the soul. Stop going to the same holidays. You know, I never understand why English people, we all sort of, we all live in England together and we all congregate in the same place. If it's not in Courchevel, Saint-Tropez or wherever, with the same people, travel people. I mean, I have plans with one of my girlfriends this year to go to see the last ever pygmy tribe in Papua New Guinea. Okay, it's been canceled three times just because of um, obviously the world situation. But, you know, I cannot wait to get on that trip. I cannot fucking wait. I'm going to have an experience. I'm going to live. Last year, you all know that I climbed the Himalayas. You know, I am going to book holidays like this. I've just seen, I want to go to the Antarctica. There's like the ice hotel. I'd love to do all this in Iceland as well. I want to swim with whales. I want to, I said, go to Australia. I haven't done that, but that Australia requires me going for a month at least. But I do want to do it and I'm going to go. So think about things. Oh, Japan. I want to go see the cherry blossom. But think about things like this. And then, you know, simply treating yourself with, again, looking after yourself maybe a staycation on the on the you know holidays you know it's a lovely time to go and lie on a beach right I mean you could just get up if you're if you're not at home and it's your first year alone instead of being alone get up get yourself on holiday and go and lie on a fucking beach go and do something totally out of the ordinary you know go and put yourself in a situation you'd never have put yourself in before and I think that's so exciting because the world's your bloody oyster. You don't know who you're gonna meet. it's Christmas time. people are generally more open anyway. It will just open your horizons, and I don't know i just I feel like anything you can do at this time of year to stop. You know, sometimes being in England or in cold countries, you're sort of like miserable because you can't go out. You're in a house, you're shivering cold, maybe, you know, in old houses. I mean, this is how we were brought up. So I used to get quite bored at Christmas because you're like, the first few days it's fun. But then after a while, you're stuck inside with a log fire and, you know, old movies, which is great for a bit. But like, if you're used to doing a cold holiday, get on a hot holiday and go get out there because you could meet the, the man of your dreams. And be open to meeting people you wouldn't normally. Social backgrounds, different families, these kind of things. You know, I'd never. I, I'm with a Latin man. I'm with a completely different. You know, I'm brought up in old English family, and I'm. De, you know, I married a Turkish man. Now I'm marrying a Latin man, who is you know completely different from me. So be open, and by treating yourself and making you happy yourself happy you will find yourself attracting the right people into your life. You will find yourself attracting good people into your life and you will find the right man this way. And it's okay to find the wrong man a few times, by the way. Have fun. Christmas, New Year is all about expectations, having fun, setting yourself goals, having a laugh, friendships, love, you know, shedding the old skin, finding a new one, find yourself it's okay to change who you are go for it go reinvent yourself and those really are my top five tips i hope they help some of you and i hope you all have a wonderful christmas and i'll let you know how mine goes because it's certainly going to be interesting but thank you all for listening and i hope you enjoyed divorce not dead Thank you for listening to Divorce Not Dead. Tune in next Wednesday for a new episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review. We'd love to hear from you. Follow me on social media at at Caroline Stanbury for all the behind the scene action.